0: Yeah, all the (laughs) rabbits are kissing. (laughs) And she said, they're doing a lot more than kissing.
1: (laughs) Giant potato mashers, regular-sized punch bowls, and bunnies. Doing the things that bunnies are famous for. This week on Serious Offers Only. How about you? What's your thrifting regimen like these days, Nicole?
0: Well, I have always thrifted a lot, and I tried not to let the coronavirus slow me down, so I just adapted in whatever way is possible. So I was going to garage sales and masks when they were happening, and then the garage sales stopped happening. And I was buying some things on eBay for a friend of mine, but I haven't been doing that as much lately. Uh, but I have been occasionally treating myself to the St. Vincent de Paul in Buffalo, New York, where things are priced to sell. Um, so, wow. yeah, that is, that's pretty much, like, the excitement of my entire month if I go there. And I went today, actually, and I looked forward to it all night. Oh, <laughs> like, that's in excellent. my, in my sleep. And then I woke up, like, with butterflies in my stomach and finally went, you know. I didn't, like, go right when it opened, but pretty close.
1: That's wonderful. I would say, just so, so folks know, I like how I'm contemplating sort of explaining us to our, our listeners, when uh the- the chances of anyone who doesn't personally know us listening to this show are super low, <laughs> but that's okay that's great let's um, let's pretend that that's a thing that will happen and proceed um we'll sort of work with the fiction that uh yeah that this is all strangers listening to us uh what I was gonna say is that sort of my i think sort of to dif- so folks know our differences in approach uh my tendency is to um buy things that on some level I know are a bad idea and a waste of my time and money um and then sort of feel bad about acquiring them whereas i think and correct me if i'm wrong nicole your approach is to always assume that that any anything you purchased you sort of had to purchase. Uh, not purchasing it would have been sort of a crime. Every every one of your selections is just a golden opportunity uh, that you would be foolish not to take advantage of. Is that broadly correct?
0: Yeah, definitely. And the few things that I haven't followed that on, like, haunt me, you know? Mm. They're all still following me around. The one that comes to mind that you and I shared mm. was when we were... At the Capitol Hill Goodwill, which is one of my favorite thrifting places. A sacred space, really. Yeah. Yeah. And while I was there with you, we were upstairs and we saw a giant pair of cowboy boots. Do you remember this?
1: I don't. Go on.
0: They were huge. Like, I can't remember what size they were, but they were some men's size and they were like for a basketball player. But I don't know what basketball player would also be wearing cowboy boots. Mm. <laughs> so we saw those and I said something like, should I buy these? And you're like, I think you have to. And then we went downstairs and found a giant potato masher on the same day. That's and the it was one like I a,
1: think, was thinking of.
0: Yeah, it was like a Paul Bunyan situation, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why, but I think of the two together. Like whoever gave up the the boots also was the owner of the potato masher.
1: Yeah, a very large chef, like very very tall fellow. I wonder how big the shoes actually were because I can't remember this at all. Uh, And so I imagine that they were probably in real life just like size ten or something. And you're like, they're (laughs) so huge. How like like literally too small for me? And you're like, they're the biggest shoes that there. Oh, I also. How big uh, are you? Yeah, how big are you remembering the potato masher to be? Oh, pretty big, pretty big, but not um, not so big, like not like a novelty potato masher, but a potato masher that you might use if you were uh, like in a in a real like industrial level kitchen. So yeah, like like in a
0: ship. It was great. I remember it being like the size of. Like the length of a bat, I would say at least. But like you said, not so large that it was comedic and just a novelty mm-hmm. item. Like it was practical.
1: Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. if anyone sees something like that, please please do buy it um, and, I, and send it to me. And then I will buy it from you and I will send it to Nicole and pretend it was like a cool gift from me that I, I put a lot of thought and, and effort into. So thank you. Just uh, get in. Don't, don't, don't contact Nicole about this. Just talk to me about it. Okay, cool. Um, my, I'll go into my most recent sort of um, it's not a it's, it's an eBay purchase, not a, not from not from a real live uh, thrift store, uh, but I am pleased about it. Um, I got a a collection of four, uh, not really matched, but all the same size, uh, tiny little oyster forks, oyster forks, or maybe you might call them cocktail forks, very small forks very nice, and I look forward to eating things with them. Really great stuff. I saw,
0: yeah, I saw a picture of those, and it seemed like it improved your mood for at least a day, right?
1: Oh yeah, I'm still, I'm still excited about it, honestly, and I don't think that that new fork feeling is going to, going to wear off anytime soon. Uh, Some, some people will tell you that buying things uh, like oyster forks or giant potato mashers, you know, whatever your category thing is, can't bring true happiness, only fleeting happiness. Um, but Nicole and I will tell you, or at least I'll tell you, we'll see if Nicole co-signs. Fleeting happiness is the only kind of happiness that there is. All things are impermanent, uh, including giant potato mashers. So just go for it. S- spend a dollar plus $4 shipping and buy those little oyster forks. Go for it.
0: I think anything we can do to make ourselves feel even momentarily happy right now is something we should do.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I have an inspiring quote to read, if that's okay.
1: I would... Nothing would please me more.
0: Okay, so I was reading a David Sedaris story recently. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it's an essay about him shopping for clothes in Tokyo with his sisters. And he says something that I live by, which is shopping has nothing to do with money. If you have it, you go to stores and galleries. And if not, you haunt flea markets or goodwills. Never though, do you not do it. Choosing instead to visit a park or a temple or some cultural institution where they don't sell things. And that's, that's, you know, like I've had a lot of times in life where I've had varying amounts of money, but yeah, I just find ways to acquire things because that's what I love. You know, and I imagine that even if I had a lot of money, which probably won't happen ever, um, I would still just love finding things, because why not? And also, I love the thrill of the hunt, which I'm sure we'll get
1: to talking about on this show. Sure. That is very inspiring. That's sort of, that's sort of like the, 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 you know, there is no try, only do, or not do, mm-hmm. of, of, of shopping. I love it. That's great. Every week, uh, we're, we're going to have Nicole go through one of her many, many impressive thrifting finds and sort of just, just tell the story of it, share with you, share with me, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. So what have you selected this week, Nicole?
0: All right. I bring to the program this week this bunny fucking mug. Uh... And I imagine we'll find a way to show people a picture of it. If not, they could probably Google it. The
1: uh, folks don't Google it, but go ahead. It's now.
0: made in Japan. Um,
1: could you and could you just yeah. you just introduce this in the wildest way? So could you could you give a sort of like a less pithy descriptor of this mug so that people aren't really concerned?
0: Yeah. So I'm bringing to the program today a mug that I acquired in the Christmas season of 2019. So shortly before the world as we knew it ended when I was just going to thrift stores and not thinking it was special. It was a really unique time now that I look back and I went to the local Habitat for Humanity Restore, which to be honest, I have not had a lot of good luck at. Uh, So I didn't have high hopes, but while I was there, I found the right size whisk I have like four whisks and this is like the fifth, I guess, in the whole ensemble. And then I also found this mug and on the mug are a bunch of bunnies kind of piled on each other, doing lots of different things um, and mostly having sex, I would say. And I could just tell it was a good sized mug. I thought at the very least it would make a good gift, maybe for like my sister. And then I kept it for myself
1: perfect thank you for for clarifying I, I just didn't want people to get the wrong idea you know, the the phrase bunny fucking mug was like it was a little it just needed a couple more words to <laughs> uh, uh to round that out a little bit uh before we started recording uh nicole was asking me sorry to sorry to bring this up you know you, this is off mic conversation uh but she seemed concerned about using the word fucking, even though it was sort of the only word that describes what's going on on this, this mug. Um, and so I thought she wasn't going to say it, and then she just busted it out right out of the gate. She is also drinking from this mug uh, as we record. I think that's, that's valuable to know.
0: An herbal tea.
1: Oh, good. Uh, and... Uh, uh, thing that i particularly appreciate about this is that for some reason my parents ended up with this mug uh, during my childhood and it was definitely in rotation for a while before someone put it together like oh yeah those bunnies are all fucking like it was it's not you know because it's not it's not um it's
0: not crude for what it is no it's it's yeah it's nice should I walk you through the whole thing of how I got it? Is there more? Yeah.
1: Okay, when I said great. this
0: mug had a story, <laughs> that wasn't the only story. <laughs> so I'm at the Habitat wow. for Humanity Restore. Okay. I eventually take it up to the register to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I think it was priced at a dollar, but was like one of the tags that was going to make it 20 or 30% off. So I was like, okay, under a dollar. I had made a pact with myself about 10 years ago to not allow myself to buy any more mugs. And then I eventually amended that to just not new mugs. For a while I was only buying mugs for the break room at work, but now I don't have a break room to bring mugs to. So occasionally I buy a mug and claim it's a gift, but keep the mug. Hmm. Um, So that's what happened here. So I brought, I bought, like went up with the mug and um, the woman was looking at it and what did she say? Oh, she said, Oh, that's a cute mug. (laughs) And it's one of those thrift stores that's run like entirely by volunteers. Like maybe Mm -hmm. there's one or two employees, but this woman was definitely a volunteer and had on like a smock that said like volunteer Carol or something. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's kind of cute. I think that, um, might be kind of like dirty though. And she looked inside and was like, it's not, I don't see anything in here. It doesn't look dirty. And then I was like, no, I'm, I meant the outside. I think all the rabbits are, um, like, you know. And then she looked more closely at it and was like, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, who, who put this out? Who priced this? <laughs> and was, like, shocked that it made it to the sales floor. And I said, well, it made me pretty happy. And she was like, oh, oh. Like Patricia, come over here and like called over the other woman, the other woman working, looked at and was like, "Oh my God." And she was like, "Look at this." And I said, "Yeah, all the rabbits are kissing." And she said, "They're doing a lot more than kissing." <laughs> So, um, that was the story of the mug that apparently if she had known that it was a bunny fucking mug, it would have never made it to the sales floor. Uh, then once it did, she even seemed conflicted a little bit about selling it to me. And then the reason, so this just cemented in my mind that this was a great purchase, right? So then I left and I texted you a picture of it, I think, which was how I found out that your family had a connection to the mug. And I texted a picture of it to... My family and my sister told me that growing up, one of her friend's parents had a painting of it in their like dining room or something. Wow. And then my friend Ellen, who I'm sure will come up a lot on this show, but we'll never listen to hear her own reference, yeah. uh, said, oh, I'm pretty sure those are valuable. You have the eye. And then she looked it up. And I don't know if this is still true, but at the time it was going for like 30 or $40 on Etsy. 66 cents.
1: Yes, uh, all the things that Nicole purchases, she does believe uh, she could turn around and sell for like 900% profit. I, I love that story, Nicole, because you had so many opportunities to just keep it simple. You know, you had to really walk through this poor volunteer. You had to sort of bring her into your dirty world and uh then she is like i got to bring other people involved into this too whereas it could have just been a much simpler transaction
0: well my favorite part of it is the misunderstanding of the word dirty that led to the whole thing was her looking inside of it being like doesn't look dirty to me and then i had to Mm. you know elaborate and Mm -hmm. at that point like you said i'd made my own bed and why i don't Mm -hmm. know Um, Do you have something that you want to share, Alden, about your own thrifting experiences?
1: Oh, um, the only thing that I was thinking of, and I don't want us to get too bogged down in this kind of thing, but a thing that is bumming me out is that probably the last thing that I thrifted in real life at an actual thrift store was a pretty nice punch bowl. Mm. And what am I doing with it now? I'm... Well, I've got a bunch of decorative pine cones in it, and it looks lovely, but it takes up so much room, and you really, you know, you're really, a punch bowl, that's a big, that's a big commitment. That's a lot of kitchen real estate, and I just, I'm concerned that I'm going to end up uh, parting with it before I've even made any punch in it. So I have a punch bowl.
0: And I remember when you told me you were looking for a punch bowl, I was like, you will definitely find one of those at Goodwill. Because I think people often are investing in punch bowls and then realizing they don't use them that much. And like you said, they take up a lot of real estate. Mm -hmm. My punch bowl is just mediocre. Like, I'm looking for a new punch bowl. I will find the punch bowl of my dream someday. Colored glass is the punch bowl of
1: my dreams. Mine's just clear. Yeah, that makes sense. Mine is just clear as well. Now, of course... Uh, mere mortals like us are just dreaming of those. Uh, what what color glass punch bowl do you want? You know, I haven't really let
0: myself dream beyond like just yellow or green because those are the most common colored glasses to sure. find. But if I found like a good amber, be pretty incredible, or a
1: blue. Um, do you really want your drinks like all blue looking?
0: That's a good question. I think that's why there might be not that many colored punch yeah, bowls maybe, out there. Maybe. Maybe. I would maybe. also do a novelty punch
1: bowl, of course. Oh. oh, like one with maybe like a bunny orgy on the outside.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Or at the bottom.
1: So, um, action, yeah. So you don't you don't know it till the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, action items, folks. Uh, we want to hear about your uh, your bunny orgy mugs your giant potato mashers, or other giant oversized kitchen equipment, I'd say, and punch bowls. Any, any, anything else to throw into the mix there, Nicole?
0: No, I think we have a lot more to reveal
1: on future episodes. Yes, I think so. Uh, uh, Nicole swears to me that almost everything she owned uh, was purchased from a thrift store um, or like found by the side of the road or whatever, um, and that they all have a story that usually involves her sort of bothering someone at the, at the store, like this last story. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more and more of those. And I'll keep making bad purchases myself uh, more on eBay than in real life uh, just so that I can sort of sort of join also, in the conversation too. Hmm.
0: this is really important. So I remembered vaguely that there was another animal fucking mug. And I just looked it up to confirm. And there's actually several. So there's a series that Taylor and NG, the company, did uh, called Animates Series. Mm. And in the series, there's a penguin mug, an elephant mug, and a a cat mug. Hmm.
1: I, um, I'm imagining these. Don't spoil it for me by showing them to me, Nicole. I'm just going to imagine it in my my head. I feel like the elephants would be the trickiest, all those tusks. But then you got the um uh uh you got the trunk and you can't really tell what they're doing. It's no, definitely
0: the bad. least successful of the mugs. Mm-hmm. The penguin's one, you know, they're birds. It's I would say downright dirty. Fact
1: check, correct penguins are birds
0: Mm -hmm. Um, and then i think the cats is just a little too obvious but i think we know a lot of cat people that would really enjoy the cat
1: mug yeah so i guess keep an eye out for all of those folks uh in wherever you are, are thrifting
0: my whole outfit is thrifted so i don't even have to find anything i have a story on all of this